This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Hello, lovey. Feeling stressed? Life got you down. Let's fire up the old Netflix and transport ourselves to a big white tent in the middle of the English countryside, where everyday people with a talent for tarts and a passion for passion fruit curd mix, sift, blend, beat, and bake their way into our hearts via their lovely manners, charming accents, and incredible creations. Feel better? Good! Let's keep those feel-good vibes going as the great pop culture debate takes on the best Great British Baking Show bakes. I'm the bin where the boys dump their creamy disasters. Your host, Eric Resniak. I told you I was going blue. <laughs> All right. Please give a great British welcome to this week's panel. Alma Marfo, are you ready to begin? I'm so excited. I have nicked my fingers twice while chopping so far. <laughs> oh, uh, his bottoms are frequently soggy, but always satisfied. It's Curtis Creekmore. And I always get a handshake, Eric. She'll take Noel Fielding's buns any way she can get them. Iced, hot, crossed, buttered. Yeah, it's Kara Austin. Freshen your drink, governor. <laughs> yes, please. So, how does this work? For our mini-sodes, there is no general poll. We just ask our panelists to pick their favorites and then argue about them. So, all four of us went through the seasons, released on the United States only, and came up with our favorite bakes. We then voted on each other's picks and came up with the top 16, which were then added to a bracket to debate. Want to follow along at home? You can find this bracket on greatpopculturedebate.com, along with the brackets for all of our episodes. Want to see pictures of our picks, including the ones that didn't make this bracket? Head over to the bonus section of Great Pop Culture Debate or check out Instagram. So first, let's give a Paul Hollywood congratulatory handshake to the unanimous victors of round one. It was Rose's My Favorite Chicken, a celebration of legs biscuit sculpture, which pecked out Julia's The Snail Under a Mushroom Sculpture. <laughs> and I want to have Kara speak on Julia's sculpture because she was very fond of it. I, yes. Um, well, in general, I really enjoy on this show whenever someone's bake goes a little bit blue. Um, <laughs> and I mean, by the, you know, with the nature of the show being what it is, it's always on accident. Um, other examples, I can't think of the baker's name, but he was making like the U.S. The, the, um, usa rocket and he's just like forming this giant phallic fondant rocket base but julia's bake is a straight-up penis snail <laughs> yep. under a mushroom 100%. Um, it's it was a work of art it truly is and i'm so glad that because kara specifically was like no this one needs to go on the bread <laughs> it's good but it looks like it, it's it's somewhere between an actual penis and like you ever see like that around Halloween they have those like cute recipes you can do and they like the mummy hot dogs or they wrap around like the you know if the great American bakes they wrap around the um uh, pre-made croissant uh, dough mm -hmm. around a hot dog mm -hmm. so, yeah it, yeah it just it looks like a little penis snail just peeking up under this mushroom <laughs> and to the point and Paul Hollywood gets disturbingly excited to try it <laughs> 
and I'm excited to see Paul Hollywood excited for a phallic object. So I would like to keep he, that going. He giggles like a schoolgirl and is like, I like that snail. <laughs> oh, I wish, Paul. God, I wish. Um, <laughs> well, thank you, Kara, for bringing that one to our attention. It is really something quite special. So if you don't remember it, please Google it. Um, don't do it at work. Okay, <laughs> not at work. Not, not at work. This is a home Google. Not safe for work snail. Exactly. The other unanimous decision was Kim Joy's Lavender Lemon Fox Cake, which was too sly for Becca's Cheesecake. And mm-hmm. Curtis, I know you had nominated Becca's, and I did want to speak on that briefly because it's a really cool cake, actually. I had, and I even, I, I voted for Kim Joy over that one. The, the Fox Cake is so cool, and we'll talk about that a little bit later, I think. The Cheesecake, though, it's not actual cheesecake. It's a cake that she made to look like cheese. And I think she ended up using it was a fondant tool, but it kind of looked like a melon baller to yeah. depress mm-hmm. into the cake to make it look a bit more like cheese. It was super cute. But when you compare the two, the the victor was obvious to me. I agree. The one thing I will add is I believe Becca's was from a non-dairy week. So they had to use uh-huh. alternative ingredients. Mm-hmm. And so I... I always am wowed. I mean, I'm wowed by the show almost every episode, but I am always really impressed when they do the workarounds and find very cool solutions to these problems. So again, I wanted to make sure that we at least talked about it because it was both very interesting to look at. It was a cute idea and a, and a pun, but it was also a, as a cake, pretty inventive by the way mm-hmm. that it approached the, the challenge. Uh, so the rest of the bakes are all up in the running for star baker. So on your marks, get set, debate. The panel. <laughs> I have to go now. <laughs> Buckle up, I didn't honey. Know this it's- was a dad joke podcast. <laughs> it is fully a dad joke podcast, but we refer daddy joke podcast. Um, our panel was evenly split on Stephen's The Bag I Need bread sculpture from US Series 5 and Candace's Tudor Peacock from US Series 4. Curtis, why is Stephen's purse your favorite edible accessory? Stephen's purse was exquisite. He was able to bring multiple different colors into the piece. And it wasn't just a cake that was decorated to look like a purse. It was bread. And bread is so much more difficult to work with than cake or cookies even. If it was a cake or a cookie and it doesn't turn out right, you could just like shave off the edges or frost it in a different way or even just rebake it really quickly. But with bread, especially if it's a yeasted dough, it's unforgiving. So like you get one chance and he was able to make that into what I would call art, the artistry of a baked linked chain like that was, it was just stunning. Like the thing that he made out of the strap of the purse, it was just so cool. But the bag as a whole, I think is just excellent. I like Candace. I liked most of her bakes throughout the entire season, and I even chose Candace's Peacock as one of the bakes that I thought should be in this bracket, but I could never remember her name <laughs> in, in the first few episodes when we were watching it, so we always referred to her as Lipstick. Yeah. <laughs> and Jane was Wig, because yes. we always thought that she looked like she was wearing a wig, and Andrew was Keebler. So like yeah. the top three <laughs> from the beginning had their own names, but... When you go back and you compare the two and you look really closely at Candace's peacock, it's just sloppy. The peacock's head and the neck are formed out of rice cereal. It's not covered. The cake base of the body of the peacock is just a cake with fondant on it. 
And she spent all her time making those painstaking feathers that just look sloppy when you get really close. I think the peacock would look really great if it were in a Monet painting and you were standing about 10 feet back. But when you get up on it, it's not good. That's like an entire library right there. <laughs> I know. I was like, um, well, I don't know what I have to say now. <laughs> now I believe that it's garbage. I, I will say, though, as, as the person um, – uh, chosen to defend the peacock. Um, what it has that the bread bag doesn't is hot controversy. And who doesn't love that in a show that's almost <laughs> devoid of it? Um, because there was outrage. I don't know if anyone remembers this when it yes. came out because people were like, she's stealing Nadia's idea. Mm. Uh, and I love Nadia, but I also mm-hmm. like, it's like I've seen episodes of this where like literally two people are making a dragon cake at the exact same time. Exactly. Um, so and it's like, I, I, I don't know how else you would make a peacock cake. I'm also at this point not arguing for it to beat the bag, <laughs> to beat the bread bag. Um, but I still think it's interesting bake. I think Curtis makes excellent points, and I I I, I changed my own vote. So here we go. <laughs> so uh, Amar, are you sticking with the bag? I am. I am. Um, I do think, and I'll talk a little bit more about this in the next when it's my turn to speak. But what I will say is that. Um, Having been somebody who decorated cakes for several years, like took classes, learned how to do it, um, I have a sense of what it takes to decorate cakes and bread is so much more difficult. Mm -hmm. So the fact that Stephen was able to get that level of detail out of something that is so unpredictable, like bread dough, where you have a tremendous amount of control with something like a cake or like a peacock, that blew me away. Just how precise it was in a medium that is inherently so difficult to get precision on. Okay. I mean, I still will gladly say that I, I did put Candace's peacock forward and I would continue to put it forward. I do love the controversy element of it. I think it is a better looking peacock than Nadia's personally. <gasps> oh, no. No, no, no. no. I do. Mm. No, I it do. looks like a duck decoy. Like, it's just... <laughs> I think it's more, uh, I think it is a more uh, vibrant and more visually impressive. It. I think it's just a more, to me. See, I think that Nadia, is, now we're just getting a whole different debate. I think Nadia's is more visually interesting because it's not sitting flat like a hat box on like some, you know, the discarded fake foliage from like a Michael's craft store. Thank you. <laughs> um. Yeah, Nadia's like, I remember it being kind of like up at an angle and then the plumage is falling down. And yeah, no, it's, I think it's heads and heads and tails above uh, Nadia's, but yeah. that's fine. And you are all, are all winning. <laughs> no. And the bread bag will continue. <laughs> I and I'm going to, to say how wrong you are. Um, no, but that's a great t-shirt. A try one of these days. I'll get it. That one of these days you'll get it, but you won't. But that's a good t-shirt one. And we should write that down. So we had another even split between Jan's banana ramen cake from U.S. Series Five and Paul's King of the Jungle bread sculpture, also from U.S. Series Five. I'll noodle on why I prefer Jan's illusion cake, while Ama will explain why she wants to tear into Prison Daddy's bread masterpiece, which I have personally named. Glufasa. <laughs> That's outstanding. <laughs> outstanding. Um, so, again, back to the point that Curtis made about the level of precision that it takes to do something in bread as a medium. That stood out to me so 
vividly. And as I, I spent a long, long, long time on making these picks for the bracket in the first place. And one Mm -hmm. of the first things that I did, in addition to watching a whole bunch of the show over again, was talk to people who I knew were also equally fanatic about it and said, what are the ones that you remember? And what are the ones that feel like bakes that stood out? Everybody said Paul's lion Mm -hmm. bread. Mm-hmm. either as their first or second pick just it popped up every single time no matter who i asked it's tremendously memorable and i actually did also fight to make sure that jan's cake did put on get on there so i do appreciate it for what it's doing but when i think about the idea of mimicking something in cake versus having a vision that specific come to life in bread and again kind of having a sense of the difficulty it would take to do either i gotta speak up for paul on this he did something tremendous and the fact that he got an honorable mention for it which they hadn't really done before um speaks to how unique it was yeah listen i will not say anything negative about paul's cake or excuse me paul's breads um it was an impressive display and that was hugely talented i was basing a lot of my picks on strictly aesthetic value right so uh, um i'm an extraordinarily amateur baker and by amateur i mean like I don't know, easy bake oven level amateur, right? <laughs> but you know um, what Paul Hollywood says. Can't what's go with that? style over substance. It's got to taste good. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> that may be what Paul Hollywood says, but Francis is one of my very favorites, so I usually <laughs> go with style over substance. Um, so for me, in this particular one, and again, I, I have nothing but appreciation for what Paul did, but like that Jan's banana ramen one was just so lovely to see like if there's something whimsical about it and i'll keep using that terminology over and over again for my picks which will get knocked out routinely i'm confident with that (laughs) um but i did i appreciated the um creativity and the artistry of it but all this being said i can't fault ama's personal uh, rules for putting paul ahead and i would be willing to change my vote curtis where are you coming down here please don't change your vote i (laughs) hated that bread i hated it i know and i'm the person that just said that the bread bag should move forward and i i understand the artistry like i am not saying that it was not a difficult thing to do bread is like you can't control it you make the cuts and you hope they do what you want them to. But I just remember watching that season and thinking that they blew that up so much. I just, it looks dopey. Like I get what he was going for, but there's no polish to it. And I think Jan's like, it, it just, it looks like what he wanted it to be. It looks like something completely different. If you looked at it, if you looked at a picture of it, not knowing what it came from or what it was supposed to be, you would think that it was actually supposed to be a ramen dinner that someone had made. Like that to me was the artistry that he brought to it while- I think Jan's a she. She, yeah. Oh, she, sorry. Um, I am confusing those two people. Um, it, it It's just so much better than the bread. I, please don't change your vote. <laughs> Well, Kara, where are you coming down on this one? I'm still on Lion Bread. Like, I just remember the wow factor from initially watching that. And I'm trying to remember, like, what season is the Paul Paul's Lion Bread? Five. Is it For five? the U.S. For the okay. U.S. For the U.S. Okay. Because I remember it being one of those first cakes that really, or not cakes, but bakes that blew me away. Um, maybe because with so many other folks in that challenge, we're just doing, like, 
braided bread wreaths essentially and then yeah. he made that and i was like wow um and even though I, i'm not like defending a lot of them most of it my picks are i realized cakes or things that look like something else <laughs> so it's just like yeah i just want it sure. to look like not what it is um and so i really appreciate that about the lion bake and i mean it, it and it's tough going up against jan's um ramen noodle bowl because that should that should scratch that same itch for me um but i just i don't know like that's one of my formative uh, GBBO memories. Hmm. Here, I, I am going to change my vote, uh, Curtis, and I'll tell you why. It's because Amma made a great point. Uh, Paul's bread sculpture is almost universally referred to. Whether or not you think it's that great, the general public kind of holds it up as one of like the all-time great ones. You can name it. Whereas Jan is someone that we don't name like Jan's mm-hmm. kind of a forgotten contestant to a certain degree, yep. which sucks. Cause I loved Jan. It like, is, it is regrettable. I really, really liked her a great deal. And several of the bakes that she did were memorable. Yeah. I love the strategy that she brought to it and kind of marrying science with some of the baking that she yes. was doing in a non gimmicky way. Um, yeah. and, I, and again, I did want to make sure that the ramen bowl was named, but in this particular, uh, pair off, Paul comes out ahead for me. Yeah, and, and that is why I will swing the vote ultimately for Paul because it is considered one of the like the iconic GBB ones. And unfortunately, right or wrong, Jan is more kind of a, a like background character for the series. So we will be advancing Paul's King of the Jungle. Everything in the bread box that the light touches is is. So <laughs> another tie vote. It's Stevens <clears throat> a Baker's Lunch Cake from US Series 5 versus Nancy's Moulin Rouge Windmill from US Series 1. Ama, why did you pack Stevens lunch? <laughs> so what I will say about Nancy versus Steven, I love Nancy. I love the work that she did. Um, I think she is living kind of a second life in terms of popularity on Instagram. If you're not following her, please do. It's wonderful. She bakes, she shows the process. She dances along to music as she does it. She's a really different person from who we saw on the show. Um, But ultimately when it comes down to it, she did win. So she's been elevated to kind of the status of winners and she's people that you talk about more often. Um, I love Steven. I loved him from the beginning, just really loved the precision that he brought to things and he cared so much about it and he kind of fumbled it at the finish, unfortunately. But he did some fantastic work towards the beginning and me picking him for this was kind of rewarding that precision artistry that kind of came up at the beginning and I think one of the first times you saw it stand out markedly from the people around him was with this baker's lunch cake. Yeah, I agree. Steven came in real hot that season and it was an unfortunate ending. Kara, uh, why Kara? Kara. <laughs> it's the mystery fifth pa- panelist. Kara, uh, why are you going to the my Moulin evil Rouge? twin, Kara? <laughs> I like baking. Kara <laughs> eat cake. <laughs> So why are you going to the Moulin Rouge there, Kara? <laughs> um, it is the place to be. Um, so uh, like I said, like one that Nancy is the winner. She's, you know, she took home the the the, the elusive cake stand. Um, and that was the final show stopping piece. Uh, she used that like the the sugar candy to make the big I don't I don't know windmill terminology. Fans, arms? I think arms? it's the, uh, is it arms? I think sure let's go okay and i feel like any other time i've seen people use that it like they go to put it on and it immediately breaks like it just shatters um and then it if if memory serves it turned too like it it did it was functional um 
she had she had the curved uh oh i can't think of it it's like the brandy snap curve over the top mm-hmm. it was just like a whole like many different difficult um mediums of baking or decoration all combined into one as the last showstopper piece so when all the pressure's on and you know it's everything every little detail counts she brought it and um i just want her to be my nan (laughs) (laughs) who do i see to make that happen was she the nan of that season i love that every season has a nan she's, maybe that's a future bracket like, best nans. like nan. she because i remember she was the one who'd like step back and forth like she's like i'm getting my steps in or maybe that's somebody else um, that was val that was, that val? Else. That was okay. val that was val also, from uh, candace's nan. season i have a yep. long list of like wish nans from watching Great yeah. British Bake Off. <laughs> it's one of the best part of the show is they're all so goddamn endearing oh, um love them so curtis where are you coming down on this one I, I got. I, I would like the sandwich, please. Um, Nancy's windmill, while it was like it was cool, and yes, I get it was the final episode, so there was like a lot of pressure that goes along with it. It looks messy if you look at it. the The sugar work that she put onto it, it just looks messy. I don't even know that it was the strongest bake of the three. Um, I, I think, think it, it. I think it was. Yeah, it I went up against the the watermill sense. one. It was. Go ahead. Karen, I was saying, like, wait, say what, what I always feel like, and it's almost every season. The final bake, it's like they reduce the time on it. Hmm. Um, it, and it, but they also increase the amount of things because she has the little, the little cream puffs. She has the the layered cake, which I remember being like everyone was losing their mind over like the perfect layers and distinct layers. She's got the you know the um, brandy snap. She's got all those different pieces, and they're like you have forty five minutes. I mean, it's not actually forty five <laughs> minutes, but they like reduce the time and increase the complexity. Because you look at the other bakes from that final too, and they're not as intricate as like the the sandwich cake. But I feel like it's, true. it's they're doing. Mm-hmm. They have so much to do and so little time to do it. And like Richard, because the real story that season was Richard had five star bakes. Right. He yeah. was like going. He was the the clear favorite to win, and then he just choked in that finale. Mm-hmm. He choked, yeah. much and like last, Stephen. Yeah, right. A lot like Stephen did in his season. Yeah, and like one of the, I know Richard put a lot of effort into making like his well work, and it didn't work, and it was mm. a whole thing. But um, anyway, you were saying about why you wanted Stephen to. I think you it's just think that. I, it, it looks better. It looks like a better bake. Like the sandwich that he made actually looks like a sandwich. It doesn't look like a cake that looks like a sandwich. He made an entire loaf of bread that is a cake that looks like a loaf of bread. I think Stephen is, oh God, he's one of the best bakers that they've had on the like the entire series. It doesn't matter what season. I think Stephen is one of the best bakers they've had. And I just personally think the sandwich bake looks better than Nancy's windmill. Was that an actual so, illusion challenge too? Cause I think that's, yes, where, it was. that's where this gets mm-hmm. complicated is cause he's baking for the illusion. Whereas Nancy's like, you have to make this towering, you know, cream puff display. Towering cream puff is what they called me in high school. <laughs> <laughs> I just not all for you every episode. It does. Yeah. Uh, so I will say this. I, I, was previously saying that so many of my picks were based on aesthetics. In this case, it's not. It is, uh, as Kara pointed out, Nancy did 
so many different techniques. They were wildly different and she put them all together. I will 100% concede that if you're saying strictly which looks better, it's totally Steven's. Oh, it's not yeah. even a question. Not even a question. But what is more impressive to me is Nancy's. Now, it's a final, final showstopper for an entire season. So mm. it's kind of apples and oranges because I think that was the first cake of the season. It is. You're looking at a week 10 versus a week one, which also makes this a really difficult face off. Yeah, for sure. Um, but I have to give it to Nancy because it's not as polished as maybe we would like it to be, but the amount, like the skill level, it's like the Olympics, right? Like she's going for the highest possible skill. So even if she misses a couple little dings in there on the technical, uh, she still got a higher score overall for the difficulty points. I also would make this argument to the group. Steven's already in here. Steven's already in the elite eight. I don't want to see like Steven versus Steven in an upcoming round. Even I would like Stevens. to see more bakers. Exactly. I'd like to see more bakers represented than fewer. So for that reason, I'm sticking with my Nancy vote and which gives us a tie. The way that ties work in the mini sode, which we didn't cover beforehand, is that it's a round robin. Can I make so one last get- ditch effort? Because I've just looked up the you details. Can. So this is everything that's in that windmill. The croque and Bosch, which is the, and the perfectly layered spun, uh, sponge, beautiful spinning sugar windmill, delightfully, this is someone's like blog post. Um, um, passion fruit filled shoe, but that is also tart of citron, mini scones, and a Victorian sponge. So it's like there's all these things that make that up. It's not just a cake that looks like a sandwich, not to belittle Stephen by bringing it down to that, but it's like she had, you know, multiple bakes, multiple assets of this cake being or uh, bake being put together. And I still think it's phenomenal. I don't think it's fair to be able to say that. You know, she has all of these different things because she also had four hours. She had four hours to put all that together because that's how long you get for the final showstopper. And it's a showstopper at the finale when you have a season one or like episode one cake that looks amazing that had, I mean, maybe had an hour or two hours or something like that. So I don't know that it's necessarily fair. I get what Eric's saying about saying, I don't want a Steven versus Steven and then the final four. I do because number one, Steven is super cute. I'm married, but call me Steven. We'll see what happens. <laughs> Um, but I also think like he's he is one of the best bakers. And if if his bakes mean that he makes it with two of his base to the final four, then that tells you something about it. But like again, complete your tiebreaker statement, Eric. So the way the tiebreaker works is it's round robin. I get the first tiebreak, and then it will go to the next person alphabetically. So Ama gets the second, Curtis gets the third. Kara gets the fourth, and then it's back to me. So if Curtis and Mama are staying steadfast on Steven, is that the case? Mama? Yes. Yes. Curtis? Yeah. So I make the tiebreaker call here, and in that case, I'm putting Nancy through. Yes. But that's okay. fine. So now, next I, time... I can live with that. Mama makes the decisions in the next round. Cool. And uh, we recorded another one today in which I was repeatedly to the tiebreaker. And if you're listening to this podcast and rolling your eyes about how much I actually hate being the tiebreaker, <laughs> I fucking hate it because then I'm the bad guy. And like, that's not the way I like to do business. I would much rather come to a consensus, but we're not going to with this one. I was like, I don't know. Sometimes through. you do enjoy being the bad guy, though. <laughs> okay, fine. I do. But not, <laughs> but not in this case. I'm All right. So looking up Steven on steven fan fiction i'm like there's curtis right there send it my way thank you there it is all right it's so next up we have... oh, can, I, can i make one final point on steven very quickly yes for, for aesthetic purposes um so steven from the beginning looks very familiar to me and i could not figure out why that was um like for 
years. So when his season started, like up to now, and then yesterday, um, which for the purposes of listening later today is August 7th, 2020, I watched the Howard Ashman documentary. Uh, he is one half of the composing team that did the little shop of horrors, ended up writing music for, um, little mermaid, beauty and the beast and Aladdin before he passed away. And that's who it is. It's taken me like five years to figure it out. Wait, but if what? you look at Howard Ashman, Howard Ashman, the composer, um, looks like Steven. Oh, I thought you meant Steven was somehow involved with that. I was like, well, no, 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 <laughs> not, not to my knowledge, but they look similar enough oh, that I was okay. like, that's the issue I was having. Yes. And it's taken like five years to solve it. And I solved it yesterday. So I come today <laughs> feeling relieved with that burden off of my soul. Why, why is this sticking in my head? I first Amazing. interpreted that as you saying that he was like Howard Ashman's like writing partner. I was like, how did they keep that under their hats? Oh no. If they had gone the whole season without talking about that, I would have tromped over to England and yelled about it. Exactly. Well, next up we have another tie. It's Francis's secret squirrel cake from U.S. Series 2 versus Liam's Nan's Sunday dinner pie from U.S. Season 6. And I will gladly explain why I'm nuts about Francis and her squirrel cake. Kara will explain why Liam's grandma pie was so, well, grand. Oh, am I going first? You are going first. Oh, okay. Um, so this is another one of those that if you've listened to other episodes with me in them that I'm like, I'll pick something because I don't really have a strong feeling about the other one. And here I am. But I basically picked it because I love Liam so freaking much. And instead of defending this one, I'm going to defend a different break I like because <laughs> I have the microphone right now and this is what I'm going to do. Um, <laughs> Liam's favorite bake of mine was when he made the cake that looks like a stack of pancakes. Yes. And only like the thing I loved about it the most was that he was making it and he was doing like piping the frosting around and the rings and Paul's like what is that supposed to be that's not gonna work and fuck you Paul Hollywood it looked amazing and he had to not only eat that cake he had to eat his words it was so clever and Liam is so charismatic and wonderful and kind and he's so enthusiastic about like everything he was baking including his Nan's Sunday dinner um, it's just hard for me because I'm not a big fan of the savory bakes I'm just like mm, meat pie okay I guess mm-hmm. um but I just love Liam and he's someone who I've followed like on Instagram and other stuff since the bake off. Like he was just, he, he's just wonderful. And yeah, he's just so kind and lovely. And he, yeah, he made Paul Hollywood eat his words and his cake. Um, I love Liam. <laughs> I, I, I adore him. Francis's secret squirrel cake, like literally was a moment where when I, when I realized what she was doing with it, I audibly gasped and was like, Oh my God, I'm in love with you. I think I literally in my living room said, Oh my God, I'm in love with you. I'm pretty because sure like, I was there. And you said you- that. <laughs> yeah. yes. like, I just, I find her so ridiculous, like the planning and the creativity and uh, the constant criticism of Francis was, well, it looks really cool, but you really sucked on the flavors. We're never going to know that. I have no idea mm-hmm. how any of these things taste. I'm only eating with my eyes and Francis's bakes, this one being one example, but I could have put like three other ones on there. Yep. They were so visually incredible to me. I really, I fell head over heels for for Francis and her season. I was so happy when she won. And that was a great final three. It was her and was it, um, oh God, it was Ruby and yeah. Kimberly. Uh, Kimberly. Yeah. Like oh, what a great Kimberly. final three, right? I would have wanted all three of them to win because they were mm-hmm. all amazing. Um, but God damn it. I love that fucking secret squirrel cake. And I still do <laughs> to this day. And um. I, I understand we are currently at a tie. Curtis, are you on Team Secret Squirrel? 
I don't want to live in a world where Secret Squirrel does not move forward. I am looking at the picture of Liam's Nan's Sunday dinner pie. And it's a fucking pie. It, there's nothing special about it. We didn't eat it. Sure, it has a story, but there's nothing special about looking at this pie that should even. I don't. I'm not sure I understand how it made it to the final. I think thirty-two is, or whatever sixteen. The unfairness about ranking these is that for so many of them, like yeah, your meat pies aren't going to look as nice as your dessert showstoppers mm-hmm. by the very nature of what they are, and it's all taste, and you're just kind of relying on two you know two other folks tasting it and telling you if it's good or not and as someone with severe food allergies most of these things i will never taste in my entire life um Mm. so i feel like uh, yeah it's it's tough when you put up like a savory bake versus something so spectacular and as someone who used her time to defend a completely different cake um i'm fine (laughs) to go with with the secret squirrel because I think well, yeah, I wanna... if we're doing it by how we can judge from home, which is aesthetics, then yeah, Secret Squirrel is it's much more visually pleasing than the the savory meat pie. But I don't know. I, I'm sure it tastes good, and I love Liam. I I, I love Liam too. Ama, where are you coming down on this one? So. I believe, like, the way that we're talking, I know that I listed this one, and I suspect I am the reason that it is in this top 16. Um, And while there's so much about the show that we really have to trust based on aesthetics, there are a handful of things that I can remember from having watched all of the seasons and through some very artful YouTube uh, investigations. I have watched all of the seasons. Um, There have been a handful of things where I heard about something and how somebody was making it, and I said, I want to taste that. Mm. And this pie is one of those. And there aren't very many. Um, So the fact that he was talking about what it was, and yes, it's not, it's a pie. It's not going to be super um, intricate, super wowing to look at, especially versus something like the secret squirrel cake. But I had this visceral reaction of saying, I want to eat that. And that doesn't happen very often. So I felt like that had to be recognized, knowing that so much of this was going to be based on how something looked. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Uh, Are you sticking with your Liam vote? I am. You know, I'm going to stick with Liam, too. Thank you, Kara. Because <laughs> you know what? It was a meat pie. I could probably eat it. There's no, like, almonds and shit in there. Well, and Kara, I'll say that, too. I'm also somebody with food restrictions. So if there's something, like, I want to eat and I suspect I can rig, I'll do that. Um, and things like pies tend to be easier than some of the other things. Yeah. Again, not reasoning behind um, why I picked it. But I will affirm you there as being somebody who can't eat all the things. <laughs> So that means that we are split and Amma's the tiebreaker. Yes. So Amma, are we going forward with Liam? Liam, come on down. We're going through to the next round. <laughs> I, Curtis, I'm sorry. Can we you, lost Liam, out there. Liam's name I, dinner. I think I might table. have to walk out. I think I might have to walk out of this <laughs> podcast right now. <laughs> No, I I, like, I think I actually had Secret Squirrel making it to the final too. So I think I had Secret Squirrel winning oh, this really? whole thing. Really? Yes, yes, I do. Wow. Yes, it's, I do. It's okay. You still have Steven in there. You still have him. No, so, I don't. <laughs> you have a Steven. The bread bag's still in yeah, there. Yeah, not moving forward. That <clears throat> <boy>. <clears throat> we'll figure it out. So we have yet another tie. This time it's Selassie's three-tiered ombre botanical cake from U.S. Series 4 versus Louis' George versus the Dragon Biscuit Sculpture from U.S. Series 1. Curtis, why did Louis' Biscuit Sculpture slay you? So now I'm going to be mean, and I am I am now the Paul Hollywood of this podcast. So all, all gloves are off. I am just ripping things out of the oven with bare hands. I really disliked Louis all season, 
I remember seeing the dragon for the first time and not being at all impressed for the first time. And I allowed my dislike of him as a person and his personality to cloud my judgment of his bake. But after going back and doing all of my research for this podcast, it is an impressive bake. It is. The piping on the cookies is perfect. It is perfection. The cookies themselves are multiple different colors, but they are the same color across. It's uniform across the type of cookie that it's supposed to be, which is not easy to do. And then you're going to make a 3D scene. You're making a diorama out of cookie that looks stunning. That is not easy to do. You take interlocking cookies and you try to put them together. The likelihood that they're going to break is high. So that that bake is amazing to me. Selassie's cake is simple. It's a cake with piped rosettes on it. And they're sure that it's an om- like he used different colors. Okay. But there doesn't seem to be anything special about that cake. I feel like I could make that cake. And if I can make that cake, it does not deserve to be in the top 16 of the greatest British Bake Off cakes or bakes period. Okay. Well, I'm going to have Ama counterpoint that, but before I do, I'm surprised that you didn't like Louis. I, I thought Louis was lovely. No, he got on my really? nerves. I didn't like him. No, I, I, I mean, it's rare that I don't like someone on that show, but I always, I always like Louis. But regardless, you know, your mileage may vary. Ama, talk to me about Selassie's uh, flower power. So I think in terms of assessing contestant against contestant, I had the opposite situation to contend with, in that I really liked Selassie from the beginning. Um, I've, I have this book that's kind of like a history of the show when they go through season by season and talk about it and they identified Selassie as the heartthrob of his season which I thought was interesting I didn't really read it that way um but (laughs) I did really root for him a great deal from the beginning Mm -hmm. we both have backgrounds in West Africa his family grew up in Ghana my parents are from Ghana so like from the beginning I was like hell yeah let's do this and to me it was less about the cake that he did being super impressive and like over and above shockingly amazing which is actually how I felt about the biscuit sculpture. But Mm. to me, that cake represented something really important for Selassie in the sense that up to that point, he'd been doing some kind of adequate baking, but frankly, probably in a little bit of like immigrant parent tension, I didn't believe he was going up to his potential. And I think that he fulfilled his potential on this cake in a way that he hadn't up to that point. And I don't know that he did again because he was out not too long afterward, but I love this cake. I think it was great to look at. I think among the field that it was competing with, it was something special. Um, so for that reason, I put I pushed him forward. But I will also say this was a tough one for me. Like I sat with this particular decision for quite some time, and Selassie just edged out Louis. Yeah, and like I, I also am Team Selassie on this one. I think it's. I, I will not say that I could make it. I will not say it's a simple cake. I'm looking at a photo of it right now. I think it's stunning. I think the piping work in it is really meticulous, and I think it's very well executed. Um, Kara, where are you on this one? I'm on Team Selassie as far as being a beautiful beefy baker boy. <laughs> <laughs> he would wear like these i remember he would wear like these like hawaiian print t-shirts not like a hawaiian shirt but like these floral one it's like mm, yes look at those arms yeah um, the, the botanical week floral shirt yes. i was like you know what yes. he goes with a theme and i respect that yep mm-hmm. and like he's i don't know he had a great smile and like the really close facial hair like he was yeah he was ticking off a lot of boxes for me that way but on the other hand game recognized game for is it lewis or louis 
Louis. Louis. Okay, Louis. Um, is I remember him being a graphic designer, and so when he Mm -hmm. made that cake in particular, I was like, I am here for this because it's like if I had this challenge, this is the way I'd go about. Because he came in with like the stent, like the the stencils for cutting everything out. It was stylized. Like that's what I love about the frosting job that it wasn't like trying to make it look like a detailed dragon. It's like he adapted a a style for it and went through it. It was very like. It reminded me of like the tapestries and stuff you'd see of things of like the you know uh, George's dragon and all that, um, mm-hmm. and the fact that the pieces interlocked together, so it was built with you know I think he reinforced it with frosting, but it, yeah they slid together and he built this three dimensional cookie sculpture or biscuit sculpture, mm-hmm. sorry, um, and it's just it's absolutely amazing, um, and on top of that the bake was good. So I believe we are currently deadlocked. And guess what, Curtis? Now it's your turn to be the heartbreaker. So who's advancing? Louis. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, just like Kara said, like it, they weren't even cookie cutters. He didn't make a cookie cutter and bring it in. I'm pretty sure he brought in the stencils and then cut them out. Yeah. And they still look amazing. Like that bake is technically and aesthetically beautiful. Selassie's is three tiers of cake with piping on it. So Louis going to move forward for me. You are sour. You are I, sour. To go I, I was so, so relieved to be on the same mad. side of the argument as Curtis on this one. Like, <laughs> I am. You have no idea the demon that you have wrought by taking out a secret squirrel. Uh, That's going to go on a t-shirt too. All right. So... <laughs> Finally, in round one, three quarters of the panel was transfixed by Nadia's peacock in Nan's door, chocolate sculpture from U.S. season three, while I preferred Helena's caught in a web of biscuit spider from U.S. series seven. I'll explain why I was stuck on charming weirdo Helena, while Curtis will shake a tail feather in support of Nadia. Go ahead, Curtis. I... Nadia's peacock, if you compare it to Candace's peacock, so we talked about them earlier, this is how you do a peacock. Nadia's peacock is much more well executed. The feathers are also painstaking. I said that Candace's Tudor feathers were painstaking, but Nadia's each one had four different pieces that she had to put together, and they're made out of chocolate, but they don't look messy. She didn't hide it in fake plants like Candace did. She had a stump that she made out of it for it to sit on. I can't remember what the peacock body was made out of, but even if it was rice cereal like Candace's, she at least covered it with fondant so it looked good. I only wish that those two peacocks were up against each other right now so that we could compare them, but unfortunately they're not. I think it's the superior peacock, but when you compare it to Helena Spider, the spider is cool. But the egg that it hatches out of, if you look at a picture of it, it looks messy. And it looks like it's not done, like she ran out of time. I shouldn't be able to look at something and think, oh, that's bread, if you're doing it to look like something different. It would have looked so much better if she had just covered it with something. Like, she had made the spun sugar web already. Maybe if she had just like taken some more of that and, and adhered it to the sides of that egg, it would have looked a little bit better. But for me, this isn't a contest. If you showed me a picture of the egg and the spider and said that it came from nailed it, I would believe you. <gasps> my God, you are absolutely <laughs> savage. Oh, wow. Woo. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, she's got her. She's Curtis, you're got not just like running all through it. Uh, campaigning for your thing. You're like tearing down the other side. <laughs> it's Listen, it's I came to win tonight. I don't know what I'm winning, but I'm winning something. 
Um, I was the one who was supposed to defend Nadia, but I know that uh, Kara also wanted to speak on it. Helena? Helena, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, yeah, what did I say? I just, I have, you know, kind of like with Liam, where it's like, I love the person so much. I love spooky Helena. Um, she's one of the people who walked into the workroom. I'm just like, I'm getting your vibe. And then um, we started watching this with our son. He's just about to turn five. And this is the season he got super into it. And so he was playing Bake Off. And he goes, you're going to be the Halloween lady. I was like, yep. <laughs> I love it absolutely and, and I just like it, I, I'm trying to remember this is like a, I think a biscuit challenge because that's a the, yeah it's the this biscuit week the, yeah the egg yep. is made out of cookies I think again given what they're th- this is going to be the fault for any of these is like it's two completely different challenges on different scales mm-hmm. um and again if I look at you know the the putting them side by side with no context. It's like, yeah, I, I'm voting for Nadia's peacock cake because, or peacock sculpture every time. But I just want to, I want to celebrate Helena's caught in a spider's web because baking a, a, you know, ha- two half dome cookies is different. Like that's difficult. Mm. Um, and it's just like, she brought all these bakes to, you know, all like she kept like, I'm trying to go like in drag. It's like, you know, she made it still Helena. Everything was kind of spooky and weird. And I just love that about her. And I think it's my, uh, you know, affection for Noel Fielding that those two kindred spirits found the, found each other during this challenge too. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I love I can't this. do a better job. Yeah, I, I love this. But I, I yeah, Nadia, Nadia, with these two against each other, I'm picking Nadia. But I just want there to be everyone to realize how adorable this spider cake or spider cookie is. Agree. And I'm not going to sit here and argue it anymore. It, like, I, I'm fine with it. Nadia's peacock totally should move on. But I, I'm glad that we gave Helena some love because I do think she's adorable. And I thought that was a very cute little cookie. So that is the end of round one, folks. We're going to take a short break, even shorter than Sandy, in which we embarrass Ooh. ourselves in a technical bake to make pita breads using a rustic outdoor stove. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but after we'll, that, we'll move right along to deliberate the elite eight bakes we'll be right back everyone is talking about magnesium it's all you hear about but why what do we know about magnesium well magnesium is the number one mineral that 75 percent of americans are deficient in If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. Welcome back to the Great Pop Culture Debate mini-sode dedicated to the best Great British baking show, Bakes. We've proved the bakes once, and now it's time to see which ones rise to the occasion with round two. First up, it's Rosie's My Favorite Chicken versus Stephen's The Bag I Need. And I'm just going to go around the group and see votes. Uh, Ama, which one are you for? Steven. Steven? 
All right. And how about you, Curtis? Rosie. And this literally, I have cut my heart out and placed it on the table because I love Steven. I thought that purse was fantastic. But the chicken, the chicken looks so cool. She made all of those feathers. It's the chicken, Rosie. Kara? The chicken for everything Curtis just said, and also that the chicken it's made in honor of is named Legs. And I just, that gets me every single time. Uh, I also will give this to Rosie's chicken, which does mean that Steven is now out of the entire bracket, which is shocking because I think everyone on this agrees. Steven is one of the best bakers ever to be on the show. Um, And Rosie has her moments. Don't get me wrong. But uh, Rosie's my favorite chicken advances to the (laughs) final four. Next up, it's Paul's King of the Jungle versus Nancy's Moulin Rouge. And I'm going to start with Kara. Oh, this is so tough because you know how much I love Nancy's Moulin Rouge, but... Again, like a formative GBBO moment for me is Paul's King of the Jungle bread. And so I got to go with the bread. Curtis. I don't like the bread. <laughs> I fought against Nancy's Moulin Rouge, but it's it's still a good bake. It's an amazing bake. Everything that you all said was absolutely true. So I'm going to pick Nancy. Can you isolate that uh, moment of audio for me and send it to me correctly? <laughs> It's like the antithesis of Oprah's I eat bread. (laughs) This is the joy. Exactly right. Uh, The gluten intolerant Curtis Creekmore. No, Uh, do not put that on me. I love bread. Bread, I'm so sorry. I don't like Paul's bread. All right. Well, there you go. Amma, where are you coming down on this one? Again, I think if we're going to things that are outstanding, the fact that that bread earned a distinction that previously hadn't been earned on the show and hasn't been earned since, I'm giving it to Paul. I will also give it to Paul, partially because I don't want another tiebreaker. Right, give Kara her tiebreaker. I'll, I'll save mine for the absolute final. It doesn't work in the final. Sorry, we can't do that. Uh, But uh, I do think in terms of like when you're looking at the two, Paul's breads involved a lot of technique too. So this is not just form over function. This is both in in both cases. And I think that Paul's is a better looking bake than than Nancy's. So I'm going to give it to Paul's. And mind you, Nancy's has not gone unheralded. It won her the title. Right. Right. And deservedly so. All right, next we have Liam's Nan Sunday Dinner Pie versus Louis George versus the Dragon Biscuit Sculpture. Curtis. I could not give two shits about <laughs> this bake. This is the one that, like, I, I've... <sighs> Louis, because I argued for it earlier, I guess. Kara. I'm enthusiastically for Louis, because I love this bake. <clears throat> All right, Ama. I fought ardently for Liam previously. I think, if again, if we're going for something that favors artistry, I can give it to Louie and feel okay with that. So, Louie. All right. I will also give it to Louie. So, that's an easy sweep to the final four for him. And finally, we have Kim Joy's Lavender Lemon Fox Cake versus Nadia's Peacock in Nan's Window. I think this is going to get a little cagey. So, Ama, you cast the first vote. I'll say as I was going through these picks, I didn't have a clear memory of Kim Joy's cake. But if you say Nadia Peacock, I know exactly what that is. And I think if this is if that's part of what this bracket is about, I got to give it to Nadia on those grounds. It's a fair argument. Uh, Kara, you give me the second opinion, please. Um, 
I think this is a really tough one because I think what I like about both of these fakes, I, I kind of like the same things about both of them as far as like the aesthetics. They're both very cute and be- like beautifully done. But yeah, like uh, it's, I can't not vote for Nadia. I just absolutely adore her. I love, this is one of my favorite bakes of hers. And I'm, I'm looking right now at the lemon Fox cake too. And it's like this, it's hard. It's hard. I'm, but it, uh, it's it's a close race for me, but Nadia is just pushing it across the finish line. Curtis, this is really tough. I love Nadia. We watched her show on Netflix. It's amazing. It's fantastic. You should definitely watch it. Oh, her cooking show. Yeah, her her own. it's wonderful. It's good so good. Yeah, and like I appreciate the the thought behind it, and that she's reaching out to people within the country and like helping them. However. I'm voting for Kim Joy because when you look at that fox, I didn't throw the lavender out the window. Like we can't taste it. We don't know. So whatever. I actually hate floral cakes. I don't like floral tastes. So I would not want to eat Kim Joy's cake, but it looks amazing. That is artistry to be able to pipe that. Have you ever tried to pipe anything, especially with like a runny icing? And to get I have. It's not easy. It's not. And to be able to get those clear, beautiful lines and make this what is basically anime on a cake. It's like the the kawaii, the the chibi, the it's it is amazing. So I have to vote for Kim Joy. I think I've been to too many baby showers where it doesn't have that same impact for me. I can see that. It kind of is that. Yeah. And that's why Nadia is just that's what pushes it over, you know, ahead for me. Oh, and one one more thing. You said the reason that you wanted to vote for Nadia was because you have the name recognition. She won. Kim Joy, in my opinion, should have won her season. I was so I was hair on fire angry when Rahul won that season because I did not think that he deserved it. I thought Kim Joy did after all of the bakes that she had done moving up to it. And then even her final bake, I did not think it was like bad enough to take it away from her and give it to Rahul. I felt like Rahul was pushed through that season the entire way. So this is justice for Kim Joy. <laughs> I don't believe that you got angry, Curtis. That's not like that. <laughs> um, so I, my vote here is also for Kim Joy. And I will echo, this is going to be one of those ones that people are going to be like, no, you're wrong. And that's fine. I already said that Candace's peacock is better than Nadia's. So clearly I'm wrong <laughs> and comfortable with it. Um, I also agree that I, like when Rahul won that season, I actually booed. I audibly yeah. booed in my living room. Um, I don't think he was pushed through the whole season. I thought he was actually killing it in the beginning of the season. He had that rock was- garden cake that I loved. That was the finale. Yeah, yeah. yeah it was the right? finale cake, yeah. I, I thought that looked like it. trash. I didn't, it looked yeah. like I didn't trash. Think it looked like a rock garden. It reminded me of like a like um because somebody else did like an Atlantis. Uh, scene that was that Kim was Joy. Kim Joy. Kim Joy. Yeah. But I thought Raul did a better version of that, but he called it a rock garden cake. <laughs> like it felt like an underwater rock garden, like with those like the the pillars of frosting sticking, you know, like going up. It just poop. felt magical. It looked like I poop. love that. I, to me, it was like again. I thought he started the season super strong, and it was very clear. Even again, we can't taste these things, right? But watching it, you got a very clear window that the judges were blown away by Rahul's flavors in a way that they were not by many other bakers. Mm-hmm. Like it was very obvious to me. But he was really struggle busting the last couple episodes of that season, and they were dragging him into that yeah. final. Mm-hmm. And to me, Kim Joy was 
excellent throughout. And I just really gravitate to her aesthetic. And this cake is really kind of the premier example of that. I love it. I, I can see exactly where Kara is coming from with like baby showers, not for me, but um, I, I love it. I love what she does. I, I think it's that really beautiful, again, whimsical marriage mm-hmm. of aesthetic and bakering, bakering, bakering. <laughs> no, let's go with it. Bakering. You heard it here. Bakering. bakering. Yeah. I did get it. Trending. Um, yeah. Get a trending. T-shirt. Bakering. <laughs> Yep, T-shirt. Um, but uh, for me, I, I understand that this is going to be a tie, which means it's going to go to Kara. And she's Wait, can I make me. can I make two additional points real quick? Okay. Honestly, it's not going to sway in either direction, but I just want to have them both on record. Yes. Um, so one, I think one of the added thing, and I'll speak for myself, but one of the added things for me in terms of that final, the Rahul Kim Joy final, is that it was a panic to watch Rahul. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it was hard for me to watch him win because it was difficult to watch him, period. Because whenever he was panicking, I then panicked. I didn't feel that way about Kim Joy. And I think about that all the time. Like, if he had been composed differently, would I feel differently about the things that he made? Mm. So I always kind of have to keep that in mind as I'm like looking at it. I'm like, I think part of the reason that I was having an aversion to him was the fact that whenever he panicked, I then panicked. Mm-hmm. Um, But one thing I'll also say is, particularly in this bracket, when I'm looking at things that Kim Joy made versus, um, especially versus the Peacock, which we all have already voiced feelings about, um, Kim Joy's still making things that look a lot like the cake that she's making. As Nadia continues to kind of do other things and moves in a direction of different type of things, that Peacock, we may never see something like that from her again. And that also weighed into my decision as well because like kim joy's baking on a regular basis does tours has cookbooks and a lot of the things that she's making are beautifully skilled but she's doing them regularly i don't know that nadia is going to do something like the peacock again and that weighed into my decision also that's a a great point i will say i'm going to stick with kim joy i'm guessing that curtis is too Mm -hmm. yeah but that means it's a tie and kara you are the tiebreaker here so hello (laughs) um i just want to you made a really good point about raul and like i understand what you mean like his like energy like bleeding into you i felt that a lot because i feel like for raul his panic would be like that is how i would react in this situation where you present me with a campfire and here make pita bread on this old rock and you're like what the fuck am i doing (laughs) so i think raul in that way is like the everyman like how you would act because yeah you have these like like almost like quietly complex mental breakdowns about the you know what he was uh, faced with um but also so going back to the point at hand one of these contestants has baked for her majesty and so nadia all the way all right so that gives us a final two four excuse me a final four (laughs) of rosie's my favorite chicken versus paul's king of the jungle and Louis George versus the dragon and Nadia's peacock and Nan's window. So first one up, I'm going to go around the circle. Do you prefer Rosie's chicken or Paul's <laughs> lion? Can't believe this can is I, a question I'm asking. <laughs> uh, Curtis, go first. Kara, what am I going to say? Rosie's chicken. Cause fuck Correct. <laughs> Thank you. I fucking hate that bread. It's Rosie's chicken. Thank you. Ama. I'm still with Paul. Kara? Not because I'm afraid of Curtis, but I'm also going to go with Rosie's Chicken. Because <laughs> it's named Legs. And the the individual, like, biscuit feathers are still one of my favorite, like, decorating uh, techniques. I'm genuinely torn here. Um, 
because I think that they're both actually really fun and really interesting and early season bakes from both of them. Mm -hmm. These were not like end of the season ones. Um, Oh God. In the instance, I'm going to give it to Rosie, even though I frankly am baffled that that is one of the two bakes that ended up in the final two. Never in a million years would I have picked that as a final two bake. But it was one of one of only two bakes that was a un- unanimous decision in round one. So I guess it has that going for it. And finally, Louis George versus the Dragon versus Nadia's Peacock, Ama. Oh, geez. Um, Peacock, Nadia. Kara. I don't know. This is hard. Oh, this is hard because I think when you put those two head-to-head. Louise is a cleaner execution, but not, like... Nadia's, I think, is is more complex. Can I skip and come back to me? I have to really think about this. I'm searching my soul about biscuits right now, and I don't know how to handle that. (laughs) Okay, that's fair. (laughs) Curtis? I think I'm in the same boat as Kara, because (sighs) like, I don't like Louis. I still don't. I thought he was a, a... he was not fun for me to watch on the show, but that doesn't matter because it's about the bakes and his bake is technically superb. I've already talked about how amazing it was and how I've come back around to really liking it. But Nadia's was made out of chocolate. So you have one that's made out of cookie or biscuit if you're English. And then you have something that's made out of chocolate, which is honestly harder to work with. Sure. I, I am not a chocolatier by any that means. Fact, that factored into my decision as well is Biscuits, while not easy, and what yep. Louis did was not easy, yep. a thousand different things have to go right for mm-hmm. something like Nadia's chocolate sculpture to work outdoors. I have to oh, bring that right. part up as well. Mm-hmm. So, Tent. yeah, so I will say that if those who are divided have medium in mind, that informed my decision as well. I want some bird on bird action, so I'm going to vote for Nadia. Yeah. Oh. Alma made a good, a really great point about the complexity of using chocolate in addition to like the actual environment in which they're crafting it. So, I think I can pick Nadia and still sleep at night. Sorry, Louis. <laughs> and I will also give it to Nadia, even though I've um, kind of spoken ill of this peacock in the, earlier in this episode. Uh, I love Nadia, first of all. It, it is not the Nadia bake I would have put on here. I would have put on the, the levitating cheesecakes. With Thank the you. So what about that one? Yeah. I had that on my original yeah. list. I don't know what happened. I So I will tell you, when I was making my list, I deliberately did not put on more than one bake per baker. And I saw that you all had put the peacock on there. And I was like, well, then I'm not going to bother throwing away my Nadia vote on the peacock. I'm going to put the, the, the cheesecakes on. But all that being said, that's a little inside baseball for people who are listening to the podcast. Um, I do think, and also I think it's completely fair and right for Nadia, of all people, to be in the final two. Mm-hmm. So... It's a final two of Rosie versus Nadia, and I'm going to start with Curtis. I'm not looking at the people. I'm looking at the bakes. And when I look at a picture of this chicken, <laughs> I like. I don't know. Chicken. How, <laughs> this fucking chicken. It is stunning. Like, I didn't like Rosie. I know that Like it's, it's not about the person. I really didn't. I, I thought that there were difficulties with me understanding what she was saying most of the time because she spoke so quickly and with kind of an accent that like a a British accent that made it difficult for me to follow what she was talking about. But this or 
cookie sculpture, we'll call it that. The 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 ability for her to get the the ring of color around the outside of those plus the inside of each individual little I don't even know what to call it. It looks like armor that you've put onto this chicken. And then it's a rooster because it has a, a comb and a, hmm, can't remember the other uh, thing that you call the, the thing on its neck. It's, and then you have the tail feathers. Like there is some real, and it's well done artistry on this chicken. And I understand, and I just talked about how difficult it is to work in chocolate and you're outside and that makes it even more difficult I think I have to give it to the chicken. And that is insanity to me. <laughs> Please remember that I had hidden squirrel or secret squirrel from the very beginning. But I think when you look at all of these next to each other, I am most impressed when I look at that chicken. All right. I'm going to give it to Ama next. So trying to not let the seasons in which they took place color my decision, trying to not think about the individual personalities involved of which I'm a big fan of both. Hmm. I still have to come back to the overall level level of difficulty in what we're doing again, not just in terms of task, but also medium. And again, chocolate outdoors in the summer. And again, going up against more than one peacock and recognizing the artistry involved in it. I still have to put Nadia through to the final. Okay. Kara, this is so hard. Um, I'm, I'm like looking at them side by side now and do the same thing. <laughs> you know, I'm going to break away from, from the pack here. I'm going to stick with the chicken. Like chocolate is hard to work with, but I feel like the complexity of that with all of the pieces that she used and the chicken is named legs and it is in honor <laughs> of a chicken. There's a story that, I mean, no, the daddy is a story too. Cause it was like the, the peacock in like her grandmother's mm. house. Wasn't it like, it, yeah. yeah. Oh, yes. and I don't even like birds that much. Like what's happening here. <laughs> yeah. If you don't like birds, this is a hell of a championship. <laughs> they're, they're both, like, well done, but like, I don't, there's like that weird country aesthetic to the chicken one. That's so cute. And mm-hmm. he's so round. Um, but it has shape. Yeah. It looks like an actual chicken shape. Yeah. Uh, I, and she's from Somerset. Any hobbies down there in Somerset? No. Um, I'm going to go with the chicken. <laughs> yeah, I made a Mitchell and Webb joke. People who probably have not seen it, but... Yeah, she was the veterinarian. Right. She used all of those, like... I, I don't think in this bake, but she, like, had, like, the... the um, she had, like, the syringe she was using, like, bringing, like, weird medical equipment into yep. the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think at the end of the day, like, they're they're both technical and complex in different ways. But I think we put the if you take the people out of it, because I just, you know, Nadia showed me how to make a breakfast, you know, a breakfast roll up using eggs in the pan with the tortilla on top. And it's genius. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I think it's just a better it's it's the aesthetic is better. It's it breeds quickly. The, the the failing in Nadia's peacock, I think, is just like you lose a little bit of the definition of what the fa- is it a face on a bird, the head, whatever it looks like. Like I don't know, the chicken feels more done. Um, I'm gonna go with the chicken. Please, please don't so, don't at me. <laughs> <laughs> um, I feel as though the 
audience choice is going to be the peacock because it's Nadia. It's very memorable. Yeah. It's one of those ones that everybody knows. I'm not mad about people no picking the peacock. This is personal preference. Not at all. Um, I'm doing exactly what Kara just said she was doing, which is looking at both of them side by side. And I have to give the edge to chicken strictly on which one looks like it is better executed. Acknowledging what Ama said about working with chocolate in a tent in the summer in the English countryside. That is so difficult. Very high level of difficulty, right? But in terms of which one do I think is more finished, a more well-executed bake, I give it to Rosie's chicken. As crazy as it sounds. I know. Uh, nowhere. N- in no reality did I think I would come down to, yeah, it's that fucking chicken. Yeah. <laughs> and, 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 like, these shouldn't be in competition with each other, but that's the whole point of this show. Exactly right. Exactly right. So we currently have three for chicken, one for peacock. Ama, are you sticking with Wait, peacock? Wait, I thought that Curtis picked peacock, no? Chicken. You were chicken? Okay. Chicken. No, he picked chicken. Mm. Never mind. So oh, are you are you sticking with peacock, Ama? Yeah. But I'm, a, I'm, I'm, I feel at peace with Rosie ending up winning it. Like, I'm okay with that. I, I do recognize the artistry that it took. I loved Rosie again in a season that felt so chaotic to me. I really, really enjoyed her. Um, Kara, one of my favorite things was her dynamic with Noel. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I'm at peace with being outvoted. Okay. And I I also love Rosie too. Again, it's very rare I dislike someone on this show. But um, folks, that's it. We have determined our great British baking show base. Please be kind Do you to agree? us. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think that our decisions were too stodgy? Is there an even better bake that we didn't even consider? If so, drop a comment on our social media or find this episode at greatpopculturedebate.com and let us know what you think. While you're there, make sure to vote on the polls for upcoming episodes. Your say matters. And I do want to thank my panelists for joining me today. I like you even more than Mary Berry likes her booze. And thank you to all of our listeners. You are the pudding at the end of our bangers and mash. So off you go. Totty buys. 